You're listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. Powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. We discuss the refinishing industry, interview owners and operators, and give tips to business owners and entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Daniel Montalvo. All right. Round three with Ruben and Evan. <laughs> we're still here talking still. We're, we're having a little chat like off camera and we got so good. We figured let's record the fucking thing, right? Sure. Give it <laughs> sure. to the people, man. So uh, you, you were telling us a story about a friend of yours that, that was talking about like, you know. Well, like um, like we were talking, like we were saying earlier, mm-hmm. you know, this is an untapped market. You can make money. We've all came up off of this craft yeah. of this mm-hmm. trade, right? Um, as I've started to learn the marketing, at first, man, I sucked at it. Mm-hmm. I was paying absorbent amounts of money every month to somebody to do my search engine optimization. It was whooping me yep. until I figured it out myself. Um, got with my son, let him know, you know, what our goals were to try to meet. And um, now we're there. I had a friend of mine the other day. He was looking at what we're doing. He was like, he said, Perez, you're sitting on a, on a, on a gold mine, but you don't have nobody to mine the gold. Because mm-hmm. it's hard to find guys, number one, to work, to stay, mm-hmm. to, um, you know, we have guys show up in pajama p- pants on the job. Yeah. You know, just, just cornball, just ridiculous Delicious stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it's a full-time job in itself to find these guys. Um, yep. But we're at, we're talking about money. Um, this year was my first focus year ever because I would not just by myself trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. I told you the story earlier. And so with his help, we did, I think, right at 700,000 in estimates wow. out two people, yeah. two guys, right? Yeah. Um, and then profit as of to date is right at 300 grand yeah. for two guys. We had one guy, he stayed a couple months. Mm-hmm. I was saying earlier that, you know, you, you bring guys on, mm-hmm. you invest time, money, training, not to just fire them, Yeah, right? And if they only want to stay a, a prep guy, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like Danny Garcia said, man, Ruben, you should be hiring and firing every day. I finally understand that he concept. He told me that shit too. Right? And that's yeah. true, yeah. Yep. right? Because out of the, I did a Craigslist ad the other day. How many people called me on that ad, son? 150? Everybody. Guys were literally calling me like, what's up, bro? Yeah, I'm talking to me like yeah, they're my craziness. cousin, like they yeah. know me for years, yep. and they're looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Out of out of 150 guys, four guys uh, would have met the criteria. Yeah, two didn't like the money, right? They wanted they automatically wanted to start making a you know a grand a week. Yeah, it don't work like that. You gotta like anything, man. Yep. You gotta earn your stripes, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, it's just the that struggle in itself. So back to it, if just two guys can do those numbers, right? Imagine once I get to where you guys are with the actual crew that will stay, yep. right? And I'm not trying to lowball my guys. I'm a technician at heart. Mm-hmm. So I understand what taking, being taken advantage feels like. Yeah. And I, I don't do that. My son, I don't say, hey, buddy, you know, hey, you live in my house, so I pay you this much an hour. I don't do that. No. I give him a percentage. He does a great job. He shows up. I do all the guys like that who've been, you know, in the on the crew. But again, we're back towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We're just me and him again, yep. rocking. And now I'm booked out until the first of January, just with cabinets. Yeah, wow. You know what I mean? Yep. And so I mean, 
the money is there to be made. If I can say yeah. to anybody out there that's looking to change their life, that's looking to uh, become an entrepreneur, it ain't easy now. Mm-hmm. People think that it's easy because you work for yourself. It's actually harder. Way mm-hmm. harder. Because you work more hours. While, you're, while those folks are asleep at 1 and 2 in the morning, what are you doing? Invoicing. Grinding. Sending. Grinding. Still. Or just thinking, bro. That's it. This is all night, every day. <laughs> me and him have talked about this extensively. Like, one of the reasons that my business is where it's at, and I get the type of clientele that I get, like, hotels and shit. Motherfuckers give me deposits. I haven't even touched the tub, like, in their hotel. The biggest deposit I ever got was $162,000, bro. That's crazy. For, from Cabana Bay and Universal. Ask me if we fucking touch the tub there, bro. They give me the deposit before we did demo. It's like it's a legitimacy, bro. Like that's, that's it. what it is. Like what you just said by not playing games, holding a standard, even with your own son, right? You're keeping it legit. It it it, it resonates with the crew. That's what I've learned, and we've also learned you don't need a big ass crew. Mm-hmm. I only have three guys. He only has you only have three or four guys too, right? Yeah, I, I got four guys. Four guys. Yeah. You can create when you know how to push these people. And, and and how to get the most out of them, and you can pay them, compensate them well, man, you can make some serious money with just a few people. Bro. I mean, sitting at this table, there's over $2 million in fucking net worth, bro. Yeah. And that's yeah. like Easy. a lot of yeah. people don't fucking understand that because it's not just what comes in. It's all your assets together, bro. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, like a lot of people are out here like struggling and shit, but like these trades, man, like they're untapped. We've talked about it a bunch of times. I've talked about it with him. And, and like when I like... All it takes is a little bit more than the next guy, bro. If you know that these motherfuckers are not answering the phone past five, be the guy that answers till nine o'clock, bro. You will be surprised. Like, what does it cost you, bro? You could be on the fucking TV watching Netflix and giving out a quote and motherfuckers say yes, and you just made $1,000. But if you wouldn't have been the motherfucker to answer, you get zero. Yep. That's the difference between people who really want it and people who don't. Is like, are you willing to just give a little bit of sacrifice to get to that next point? And not just that, bro. When I started, I, like, I didn't know shit about advertising. I learned watching YouTube drowning in the shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Fucking 13 hours straight, taking calls, watching videos. I learned Google ads to the point where, like, this motherfucker's first month in Tampa, they made 10 grand in sales. And I was, in ads, we spent 1,200. You know, that's the first month of a company from zero to now it's there. Yeah, so we, it's like we sit, we actually sit and review. Yeah. We look at not, we go open up our Google Analytics and we talk about it. What's working, what's not working. Why did we spend this much? We compared his, his marketing strategy to my other company's marketing strategy. And we realized, bro, we're right on the same, like exactly the same numbers spent in advertising. Um, so the system is, is, is already, we've, we've kind of tapped into it, but we're constantly reviewing it and constantly making sure that it's working, what's not working. We're where where our, our, our ad is coming out versus keywords. We're yep. looking at competitors, which you can do on Google Ads. So we're outranking Miracle Method. We're outranking Bath Art. We're outranking a bunch of companies that he has locally. Like we're on the top of the ads like, like all the time. Now, the, the, the thing that comes in is, you know, if you want to be able to handle a lot of people, the ad spend, right? How much are you want to put down? Because they're going to show your ad on top until that money is, is gone, right? Once you have no more money for the day allocated to it, then you got to wait. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, on ad spend, I, his was $1,200 a month, whereas, like, my Google ads is, like, 9000 10000 sometimes 12 a month. It just depends, you know? And, and, but you get the volume to make up for it, so it doesn't fucking matter. One thing I like about Google, 
is that once you get so many five star reviews, mm-hmm. they start to organically refer you for free. Yep, yep. you're out there. Yeah, right? I have uh, about a hundred and three five star reviews on Google. That's fucking um, great. Yeah, man. And um, so I push that, of course. Uh-huh. Um, um, one thing that I can tell you, because we don't bat a hundred percent every day, things happen. Real yeah, life happens. happens. Yeah. Um, we we do avoid callbacks at all costs. We mm-hmm. do the job properly, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. For sure. Every once in a while, right? Um, if it if I waste somebody's time, because time is valuable for everyone, um, I'm going to give a concession, man. I'm mm-hmm. going to make sure that that customer, even if they're pissed, which has happened, is taken care of. Of yeah. course. You know, um, I might not get a review, but I didn't get a bad review either. Yeah. They left. The job was completed. It was fixed. And I gave them a concession. They're happy. I showed them that um, I appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's it's worked. Um we're, we're to the point now from Google, man, that I'm down in Atlanta on the Beltline. The Beltline, I don't know if you've been to Atlanta lately. They got one of the largest, if not the largest, urban development in the nation. Yeah, going on down there. Yep. And uh, we got guys that would, while we're just taking a walk with the family, it's like, hey, you did my bathtub. What's uh-huh. up? It's kind of, it's cool. That it's is a cool, cool feeling, yeah. you know. Uh, kind we're of brand presence in your community. You're here, becoming man. a we're, staple, we're, man. We're that's, established. Yeah, and like you said, up. my only... Um, I guess limitation com- or competition competition in the city is miracle method, but they're a huge franchise nationwide. Man. But you'd be surprised. That's just, that's just another team of guys just like you who bought out a franchise. Yeah, they're they're, they're not, all franchises. Not shit different. Right. That's just national branding that they get from corporate that you can mimic and, yeah. and outrank them because it's not the same intent. Like it is with us. Like, you know, they're, they bought that franchise so they wouldn't have to put that work in like you're about yep. to. But if you can figure out how to put that work in, you can get more return. What I always wanted to do was to not become the Walmart of bathtub refinishing, right? Always keep my quality there. I give a big store feel as far as answering the phone, showing up professional. Yeah. But then at the same time, mom and pop feel, professional courtesy is like, just call me. Yep. I'll come out and take care of it. Yep. Well, you know? that, that's what's been lost. There's a lot of like corporatization, right? And there are systems in place on the back end, which like, it makes sense. Like, right. You want to have, make sure your, your customer sits are organized. You know, who owes you money Like you're not doing shit on pen and paper. Right. But the, the personal touch is what's missing, bro. And like, I had a, a guy who got really fucking mad at one of my guys because there was a, some sort of discrepancy with the color. It was a hundred percent our fault. I, I, he was like, I don't even want to do the fucking job anymore. All this shit, bro. You know what I did? Without telling him a fucking word, I sent him a $200 gift card. And I was like, thank you for your fucking consideration. Like, this man was so fucking happy that he, like, wrote reviews. Like, he, like, told everybody about us. And we've gotten work because of it. And I've done it again since. But, like, you know, obviously, when you're in the position to do that sort of thing. But it could be as easy as giving them a call and be like, hey, like, I'm genuinely sorry. Like, and actually let them know that you're hearing them, bro. Right. Because a lot of the time, people are like, well, I'm sorry you couldn't satisfy you. They'll give them attitude back. It's like, bro, that's why your shit has fucking shit reviews, man. Exactly. Like, there was a time, not to cut you off. No, you're good. There was a time last year. This is weird, man. How this has like a perfect storm. Uh, the contractor's nightmare type of scenario, right? I, um, we, we double booked. It was my fault, right? Our crew is not that big. <laughs> when you're doing cabinets, you can't. Be doing two cabinets in a week. There's, there's no, two kitchens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did that. That was the first mistake. Second mistake was we went on a cruise from H-E-Double Hockey Sticks, man. 
And um, I threw my back out. I could not walk for a month. I had a sciatic nerve issue. First time in my life I've ever experienced yeah. this. And so I pushed these this young couple for weeks, man, after taking a deposit and starting on the job. They were so nice. Still through all the, they understood, you know, it's a yeah. real life situation. Yeah. I did their kitchen for absolute zero. I finished the kitchen, gave them their deposit back, did it for free. You understand? Because yeah. I knew that I, I'm messing up their thing. Yeah. That they, they had all this in motion, mm-hmm. and then here I come, supposed to be a professional. It, it, it's not their problem that I have a, a back issue. It's not mm-hmm. their problem I double book. It's my issue. Yeah. And so, like you said, once you, sh- once you show them that you appreciate their situation and you hear them, man, that, they will probably call you back. Yeah, for sure. They're definitely you know going mean? to recommend you, too, right. because that's – that you're telling you're you're telling them right there that this this was uncalled for, but it's not your fault. It's not. It's a, you're absorbing the responsibility for the mishap. It was unfortunate, you know what I'm saying. But uh, that could have turned into, like you said, a bad review. And one bad review is all it takes. Especially especially when you don't have a lot of them. Yeah. So this is an issue me and him have talked about before. There's a lot a lot of people don't. They'll let all the negativity go out there, but they don't push people to write fucking reviews. If a customer is telling you, man, it looked beautiful, and you don't say, hey, do you mind leaving us a quick review? You're fucking dropping the ball, bro. Like, and if they don't do it, that's fine. Like, you can't force people, but, like, people tend to write when they're upset. So if you let the negative voices be heard and you're not pushing the positivity out there, then all that it's going to look like is that you suck. <clears throat> yeah. So, what's your plan, man, to replicate your son? How many more guys are you gonna get? What's the what, what's the strategy? Man, that's. A, that's a and I'm only asking because I'm always thinking about it too. I mean, <laughs> I, I've got three, but shit, I need more. I can't. You know, you. you it's like Danny said, hire and fire. So when you well, fire one, that's I, a, that's. I, a third I have a new strat of your crew. For, uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm actually gonna start utilizing prep guys. I'm just gonna get crafty with it. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do is like. Instead of sending someone for just a tub and tile, I'm going to have someone go to a job site and prep a tub. And then when they leave, they just go and spray only. Yeah. So they do the tub and tile, places 30 minutes away, they go pull up spray. That way we knock out twice the jobs. I don't have to sub as much work, bro. There's yeah. like on subs, I spent like 25 grand a fucking month. It's not fun. No. I know. Yeah, subs are good to get you out of a pinch, but the, the, the goal is to automate it. You know, exactly. To keep your oh. revenue up. And it is hard to find people, man. Listen, uh, this right here. So, so the guy that you had to let go and you hired, is he a young, a young guy? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And so I, I don't I, – I remember being young and screwing up and, and knocking off, doing all kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, our, our people, they're old school. They got on me. Yeah. You, know, you kids, you know, you guys, blah, 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 blah. So it's easy for me to do the same to this generation. Mm-hmm. This generation, um, they have it a lot harder, man. Even though they might be more uh, tech savvy than we are, they definitely are. Yeah. They will finesse you off an iPhone with the quickness. Yeah. They can put a whole movie together off this thing. But at the same time, too, it lies to them constantly and tells them that they can become a millionaire overnight. <laughs> doing anything. We've talked about We be talking about this right. shit all the time. And so I'm glad so, you're on that same yeah, mindset. So with bro. that, um, the one of my sons, right? He's the guy, he's got an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. He's a hustler, man. But you can't live a hustle. Yeah. Right? You have to no matter what you, whatever your idea is, you have got to put the work in for it to come to fruition. Yep. 
And so you can't bypass it. You can't cut corners with it. You're not going to be able to go on here, do a TikTok, and bam, be a millionaire tomorrow. I mean, this doesn't work like that. Yeah. And But they got these young people fooled and gassed up that that's how it can be. And so on top of just the time frame that we're in, right, in the world. And so that's why I think it's extra hard now to find people. Yeah. Because when you find guys that are our age and in the business, they know the game. Yeah. They know that they can say, hey, I'm in traffic, man. I'm over here. I'm doing this. They hit you with the razzle-dazzles, yeah. all kind of issues. That you Literally saying what me and you have talked about. <laughs> I know. Because we've been talking about struggles with hiring, especially young people. I'm 25, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm only 29. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm not even but, yeah, I'm 20. Like, I started this shit when I was like 18, bro. So, like, I, but you cut like, from a different cloth. Ex- exactly. But I know people my age, bro. These motherfuckers really believe that, like, they're going to do this fucking stupid course, like, from some guy they saw on TikTok. Right. And they're going to be driving a Lambo by the end of the year, bro. Yeah. And it's like. They also don't even know how hard it is to make $1,000 a week. No. No, bro. Because. Yeah, good luck. But you also, t- nothing tangible, see, good luck. this is the side where I sympathize with them. They're living in a different world, bro. Yeah, it, it is no longer the world where, like, you come in, you get fucking 10 bucks an hour, and you're fucking living. Like, no, bro, you don't live off of that no, no more. No. Everything's expensive. Like, because, right. you know, in many ways, I'm closer to that generation. So I, I can see the struggle. Like, yeah, I bought a house this year, but I have a fucking business, and it took me seven years of grinding to get there, bro. A lot of these people don't want to hear that shit. But that's what it fucking takes. Well, at the same time, too, you know, people are a lot more, there's more um, outlets to wake you up yeah. of the vampiric nature of the government. You're going to yeah. rage against yeah. the machine, man. I don't need to work for nobody. Yeah. They believe so that So I shit. understand that. Yeah, yeah that. And there, it is some truth to that. Mm-hmm. But again, back to you cannot sidestep hard work. No. It's just not no. going to happen. It's just different levels to it, bro. Right. If, you, if, you're not, like, if you're not in tune to work hard on the field side, then you better be the best motherfucker on the phone, the best motherfucker on the computer. That's what it is. Danny told me, he was like, man, this is a young dude. These are young guys, but they're smart. You're 25 and I'm 45 years old, man. You know what I mean? And so just to hear you talking like that at 25 and 29 and got where you're at. I think it has a lot to do with our parents. I mean, like I told you my story with my my father, and, and he has a similar story with his parents watching Struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we came up watching Struggle, and we realized quickly, like, you got one shot, bro. You about to be just like that, bro. Right. You gonna If you fuck around too long, you're going to be struggling. That's right. And, and so he took his shot. And as soon as I had a shot, I took it, and, yeah. I, and I, I'm not going back. Yeah, man. And a lot of people don't ever have that, bro. The people, people coddle their kids and shit, don't show them. Like, all right, it's one thing to, like, you can't fault that, like, maybe you're well off and now your kid has a better life because of it. Right. But what you can do is show them that there is another side to the coin. And that could be you if you don't, if you, if you don't tighten up, bro, if you fuck up. Right. And, and but you guys are good, man. You guys the, are good. The, the dynamic you have. Yeah. Bro, just the fact that he showed up. How old are you? 21. Bro, what yeah. 21 was like, I'm going to go on a podcast about tubs, bro. Right. A motherfucker that's about it. Exactly. Yeah. He's gonna get there because he's see about what, it. See what we got working with, man. It's yeah, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be frustrating as hell every day. You're gonna be pissed. You're gonna be and there's gonna be days where they leave you hanging and you have to pick up slack and, and grind. I, but then one day, it's just like one day that one contract hits I, you and it I changes bet, your whole life. Bro. I bet you have boys that are like, oh yeah, you be doing tubs, bro. You be doing cabinets, bro. Like they'll like low key clown it, and it's like you have more fucking, you have a b- brighter future and more fucking money coming in than they could fucking imagine, bro. Yeah. It, that's the best kind of like. Same Revenge, guy, bro. Same guy that told me that I was sitting on a gold mine, always told me, "It's like, bro, you got your sons, 
y'all got a million dollar family business right there. Right there, right? yeah. Um, and I know I, I've, I've, I peeped one day when I knew that he had finally figured it out. I get upset in the field. I will go mayhem, bro, for real. <laughs> and so something had happened. And, uh, man, I'm throwing stuff against the trailer. I'm bad about stupid mistakes. And that was at myself, too. Yeah. Right? Because I'm the chief. Yep. And so Evan said, he said, man, chill out, man. So we've been here before. Yeah. And so I, right then I knew. I was like, this guy, he's already seen. Cool, it. calm, and collective. Bro. Exactly. Yep. That's my that, specialty. Yeah. When everything's going haywire. He's just, helped me get to that point to him, like, bro. Chill. We're going to chill. We'll figure this shit we'll get out. Get through it. Yeah. yeah. When shit hits the fan and I talk to him, he's like, bro, like, just it's another day, bro. Handle <laughs> it. That's how I am shit. now, bro. If somebody calls me right now, it's like, yo, I got paint all over someone's fucking floor. I'm like, clean it or we'll pay for it, I guess. <laughs> Coming out of your check. Shit, and then sometimes you gotta pay for it, man. I've dropped, I've dropped eight hundred dollars on a microwave, bro. Yeah. Like they sand, they, they sander, <laughs> fucking hit the microwave, and then we were in a high end home, and oh, yeah. and it's like you can either, I'm either gonna spaz on all my guys right now, and either way, no one's gonna confess, because the way I do my kitchens, we, we try to get them done quick. Mm -hmm. So I'll take in a team of three people, and we'll prep that shit one day. The whole thing's prepped. Second day, spray. Third day, install the doors, get out. Right. Um, and so you don't really know who did what. When you got that many people operating on a project. Um, so instead, it's like, I let them know this can't happen again. I pull the money out, boom, replace it, and we keep on moving. One you know thing you I mean? said earlier is uh, you said you were too nice. And yeah. I, I am too, believe yeah. it or not. I know I just said the mayhem line. How I got treated in the game was like a, man, like a refugee, man. <laughs> like, they treated me bad, man. They didn't care. They just, yeah. you know. And so one, where I got that line from is coming out your check, bro. I used to work for a guy named Stan. Shouts out to Stan, wherever you are in the world, Stan. But this guy was so on that yeah. that um, he sent us out of town to do a job. He was, still, he was only paying us like $12 an hour. Yeah. We used the company card to get McDonald's one time. McDonald's. Oh, no. He was cutting the check in the meeting. He was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. McDonald's. He, he came and said, you got a Big Mac, boy? Coming out your check, boy. <laughs> He's that's how he was, man. That's and crazy. so, of course, I'm talking about straight neglect. You break my machine. Yeah, it's different. Or you're driving a truck down 285 and the transmission falls out and you don't tell me you heard a noise. It's coming out your check. But, you know, I'm now that I was treated like that, I don't do my guys like that because you can't keep a guy. You can't keep him like by that. By doing him like that. Yeah, but yeah. What, here's, here's what I've learned, though. And I learned this shit the hard way because I had a couple crazies. And I'll tell you off air what the fuck happened, but... I used to be the guy that was like, oh, you know, like I would hear the sob stories and I'd be like, you know, I'm going to help him out. Right. I'm going to I'll make a little adjustment here because I know what's going on behind closed doors. Or at least I think I know. Right. And I realized that nobody gives a fuck about you, bro. Nobody. None of these motherfuckers actually care, bro. You know, like one of the last guys that I fired, uh, he was complaining because when we hired him, we agreed, like, I'm going to pay you this much a week. And if you get everything done with no callbacks, I'll give you a bonus. And he, he his wife got in a car accident. So he had to leave the job site. He finished, whatever, that's cool. But the next two days he took off because he had to attend to her. I was like, cool, that's fine, bro. And he got mad at me because I didn't pay him the bonus. You know what's funny about his check? Is that the two days he was out, I paid him. So he didn't fucking give a fuck that he made $300 without fucking touching a tub, bro. Right. But what he was thinking about is, <laughs> what about the extra 150 though? Hey, man, listen, he can tell you just recently. I mean, I, I've been through that so many times. I've had guys not show up until noon 
five days straight on an out-of-town job mm. and then want to fight on Friday when their check ain't right. Yeah. Literally fight, you know? And so, you know, you go through, you when you, you got to understand, man, you got a lot of people out here that live in their own personal cosmos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just stupid. Just thinking, like, what are you like, doing out here? Why would, how does that even, how, how is that rational? Or, you know, and it, it, it's exactly what you're saying, but also, bro, people's lives are, in, it's not my job, like, to worry that you, your fucking kids are fucking up at home. They have bad grades. That your baby mom is fighting with you. That you got in a fucking fight on the street over some coke or some shit. I don't care about that. That's not my problem. I'm not going to make it my problem. Exactly. So it's like you be cordial, you cut it off, yeah. and you keep on going. You That's f- find a way to set precedence. Exactly. I'm the boss. You're the uh, employee. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm cool enough with you for you not to want to rob me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not such a dick. Yeah. You know, excuse my language, that um, that you you don't like me. Yeah. I, I you know curse. I, mean? I don't give a fuck. Right. You call- <laughs> yeah, I try to give my approach right now, and I mean, I'm still learning, so I don't I don't say I know everything. But my approach right now is I'm trying to incentivize my guys with something to look forward to in the future, right? So like, I yeah. try to tell them like, you know, my first three or four guys, you guys are gonna be the core, and you guys are gonna elevate with me because I tell them I'm in here to build wealth. I tell my guys, just like that, I don't know what you're doing here, but I'm here to get rich. And I was like, you can either be a part of this process and come up with me, or you can get left behind. And I, and I tell them, like, if you do decide to stick with me, there's going to be opportunity for growth. I was like, I can't handle, I don't plan on running this company forever. I was like, I need people who are going to step up and take roles of leadership. Um, and it's and it's worked for me, because two so right now I got uh, two of my guys where we're structuring the company to where I should be strictly sales. And we're going to division the, the company in a way where they actually have a role. You know, you're not, you might be a sprayer, but you're also my ops chief. You might be a sprayer, but you're also my quality control slash sales rep. And give them that incentive, something to look forward to. You know, because these are typically who we're hiring are people without other options. You know what I mean? You're not making a million dollars doing this as a, as a laborer, as a sprayer. So what is the incentive to not just take what you learn here and then you don't know, fuck this guy and go on to the next cabinet painting company. Right. And that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So how do you, how do we combat that? And how are we incentivizing? Like I know Danny over at Alliance, one of the things he brought up on our podcast was they, they, they offer 401k health dental. insurance, dental, you know, that's cost a fucking fortune, man. And I'm like, how do you, how are you getting to that point? And it's, it's by one, you're going to push them no matter what, because either way we're going to push them. So I'm trying to find ways to incentivize, and I feel like uh, it's also putting pressure on me as an owner, though, to step up because not only do I have to create this position, but I have to structure this position. You can't, you can't just give someone a position with, with, no, with no structure towards it, right? I can't create a sales rep if I don't have a sales strategy. I can't create an ops chief if I don't have systems in place for him to do his job. You know what I mean? So it's, it's causing me to have to step up and be legitimize my operation more and more so I'm working harder just to create these opportunities, but I kind of have like, don't fuck up. You're going to lose the opportunity. It's not just a job now. You're going to lose the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they see it like that, and it's kind of distinguishing who's really here for the, the long haul right. and who's here just to collect their check by Friday, but you might not know if they're going to be back by Monday type right. of thing. I've talked to a lot of guys that own businesses like, um, like Danny Garcia mm-hmm. or even larger. Yeah. Um, I'm familiar with several guys in Atlanta that own big turnkey companies. Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out how to structure my company, right, um, without giving away the house 
mm-hmm. to make my guys happy. Yeah. And every one of them had told me, Ruben, you know, make them employees. No, no 1099 subs at first. Employees, the guys who stick with you because they want to build, they want to learn the trade, they want to, you know, grow with the company. Yep. Those are the ones later that you say, hey, come here. We're going to go eat dinner. You've been around with now a year or two. You know, you show and prove every day. And now, you know, we're going to work something else out. We're yep. going to renegotiate the negotiation, exactly. right? But I've learned the hard way because you need guys, even if they're experienced, bringing them in, they're already going to shoot super high. Mm-hmm. And so you give them all this money, then they don't come back. They steal your customer. Yeah, There's all this drama with yeah. it. So that's going to happen. Like I said earlier, there's no getting around that. So what you do is you put a plan together how you – know keep the you your loss down yeah you know and so that's kind of what i'm doing now yeah i've had so and part of the reason like i i was like hey about about tyler when he let him go is because i was struggling to find people um and like i've learned a lot of things so like especially when it comes to people man like you got to be very careful what you what you say to them bro if you're like, oh yeah, like you know, you start at this, but it's gonna go, it's gonna go up really fast. Don't be saying that shit, because after a week they're gonna be like, where the fuck's the raise at, bro? Like, no, bro, this is bro. If you can't agree to work for this, there's no conversation. So it's I a, I, I had balancing act. I had issues with that, bro. I, and I I also started people too high, I, bro. I was paying people twenty five dollars an hour, motherfuckers with no experience, like a retard. But you know the problem is, and and I I could admit to it because I bro. My the context of what I think is fair needs to be put into the context of the business, right? In the, industry. in the industry, relative to what other motherfuckers are making. I'm over here and I go and look at Miracle Method. They're paying top sprayers seventeen an hour. That's it. I'm like, fuck! What am I doing? That's it. And back to when I told you I lost like a hundred grand, it was doing that. I had a big project, fucking uh, five hundred and seventy something tubs, and we were supposed. To Supposed to do 15 a day. And I had all these people that I hired to try to get it done like I wanted the quality to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, they paid they paid good, right? Uh, and I ended up having to redo a bunch of tubs. Some of it was their fault. The hotels fucked shit up. But some of it was our fault for sure. And I had to pay, you know, to get them done twice from my best guys because all these motherfuckers dropped the ball. And on payroll, I was spending crazy money, bro. money. Yeah. And, like, it, it just didn't work out. And, honestly, bro, I also learned that, like, you can get crafty with it, bro. Like, if you need to make shit happen with less people, you, you can get crafty with it. You just got to think three-dimensional instead of two-dimensional, two bro. Obviously, with two people, it's tight. But you got a third person in there, you can get crafty with it, bro. Like I was telling him earlier, like, you know, I could send a prep guy to go prep a tub and tile while my guy's doing a tub and tile down downtown 25 minutes he's there all he has to do is spray it when he comes in now you're doing twice the amount of work in one day and you have to pay somebody 30 dollars an hour whatever the fuck like you know the top guy gets paid right because there's those top guys that you want to reward right but like you know like you don't have to have another person there another sprayer there like you could you can get crafty with it and start you know doing more in a day pretty much um but the biggest struggle with hiring like you were talking about Younger people, they just, bro, they, they get sold a dream on the phone, bro. And then they think everything everything is a scam, bro. They think 100K is like minimum. 
fresh out of high school, that's what I should be making. And they don't they don't realize that a hundred K is like motherfuckers wish they had made a hundred K. Soldiers don't make a hundred K, bro. Yeah, literally. But that's what they get fed online, bro. So it's a lifestyle thing, man. You go on Instagram, you see everybody flexing and chicks talking about they quick, make a million and makes five hundred grand. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm young, so I know but since what, fifteen, I've been working and I always had to grind. Yeah. Work hard as Hard, but you're going to be in a better place in the future because of it, bro. I had motherfuckers in my high school, bro, you know, like, and I feel bad for them. They fall for the other trap of, of the youth, which is the college shit, bro. If you're not going to be a doctor or lawyer, don't go to college, bro. I'm sorry. Go to a fucking trade school. Trade school bro. bro, I have a friend, bro. He did dual enrollment in high school. So, like, after his uh, junior year, he can go to college classes. And he did that shit. Bro, this, this, I mean, this man, like, is just, like, working retail jobs in college debt that's never going to go away. He's never going to get a job in his fucking field. He's trying to fucking get a real estate license now because he's fucked. The days of, like you said earlier, the days of working 30 years at a company and they take care of you. Done. Um, that's been over with. Yeah, that's gone. Um, They'll lay you off before they <laughs> give you the pension. Dude, they would give you the gold of, watch and everything back in the day, all bro. All that is over with. Especially this country here, man. The people that made that money, they got five passports. Yep. They've sold us all out. That's yep. just keeping it real. Yeah. Right. So now, but the good thing about this is there's a million one ways to get paid out this thing. Oh, yeah. The right way. Yep. Right. Look what we did. We found, like you said, there's people that still call me and say, I didn't even know that existed. Yep. yep. Bathtub refinishing. Right. We found it and we're, we, we, we stuck to it and we, we became successful at it. Now the only... Uh, only thing now is just grow bigger. Scaling up. How do we that's figure it. that out? And that's that's the challenge of today is we've already proven it's it works. How far can we take it? And that's what me and Danny think about every day. Yeah. yeah. How, like, you know, we, we both dream of wealth. We talk about we're friends, you know, before all this business shit. And we talk about our family. He knows my kids. He knows my parents. I know his family, his girl, his parents. And we talk about how we're going to create legacies and change our lives and it starts with the single bathtub every day. If you can't show up to do the bathtub, then you don't even worry about how you're going to make all that money. You got to right. first get to work. And it's also it's also like between you two, since you guys are the fucking heart of this thing, have those fucking conversations, bro. Don't be afraid to dream big. Know what the fuck you want because that's going to help you focus, bro. Definitely. It's like anything in life, bro. Yeah, and between the two of you, nothing can get past y'all, bro. No employee can really take y'all down. And I, 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 don't, I don't know if you saw the full episode with me and Danny, but, bro, that guy's story from working at a fucking... Doing tubs himself to then doing the sales and getting fucked over by the guy because he was doing so many sales that like, your commission's too high, guy. So you're fired. Right. And then he went and, go, and does his own fucking thing. And bro, I mean, this man's making mills, bro. Oh, I know that. Like fat, uh, uh, like he's making some and shit. I like it too because me and Danny talk like we start this business. This is just the beginning, man. Yeah. Dan, like we talk about Danny a lot, but Danny was able to take bathtub. Bathtub reglazing in this industry is like an entry level to your so real Ace, entrepreneurship. Ace exactly. You can start a renovation company. We've talked about opening up more cigar lounges, partnering with that. We've talked about getting into real estate together. We've built a relationship where uh, now we are assets to each other's lives. We're not just friends because we like the way we look. You know what I mean? We're friends because we bring value. Right. Um, and, and this learning how to run a business like this is going to correlate to everything else in the future. So learning how to run a refinishing business is going to correlate to that turnkey operation. And that's going to correlate to the real estate operation. And then that's when we're going to build that generational wealth. But you got to get started somewhere. And this is one of the, uh, the few industries that with a couple thousand dollars, you can get started. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to t- take out a hundred thousand dollar loan, get a retail spot, f- outfit it out, get a bunch of inventory. You, you don't a, even need a truck. Yeah, you need a no. turbine, a fan, a hose, some product. You could fit everything it. you need to do some tubs or some kitchens in a fucking sedan, bro. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was right. finishing out of the Ninety eight Lexus at first. There, there you go. go man. Yep. <laughs> we, our clientele grew, and I was like, "Yo, we can't pull up no more in our personal." Yeah, like yeah, that, right? yeah. But uh, I knew a kid, Randy Velasquez, little Mexican dude, man. He's a bad boy. He used to pull up, man, in a Honda Civic. Yeah, nah, Hispanic people. Yeah, yeah. And his mother in law, his girl, and his son. Twelve o'clock at night, we're we're out there spraying units. Mm-hmm. And he's out there, man. I think Randy did like four hundred grand one year. Wow. A couple years after that, man. Out of the city. solo, exactly. Man, I'm thinking like him and his girl. That's crazy, man. You know what I mean? He he, no he figured it out, mm-hmm. got in the right lane, mm-hmm. and stayed there. Yeah, you know, and so it it can definitely happen. And I had to I I transferred my mindset when it comes to business, where uh, there's no end. Once you realize, like, once you accept that, like, okay, this is gonna be this is a long journey here. You got to be willing to continue the grind relentlessly. Like, there's not going to be a point where you're like, oh, this just got easier. Like, it's not. No. It's going to, you got to you gotta have endurance. Like, there's, there's weeks where, and especially since it's the two of us, mm-hmm. work has already got booked. Yep. If somebody quit, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The work is there. Yep. There is no going home until it's finished. Yep. Right? Yep. But when we go somewhere, but well, we go, right? We do what we want to do when mm-hmm. it's time to do that. Yeah. But, uh, but again, back to having to put in the work to make a, a real small business successful, mm-hmm. it's nonstop. It's a nonstop grind, man. Yeah. And and it's true what they say, bro. More money equals more problems. Yeah, it's just the, what, the type of problems, right? Like, you know, like once you have more money, you can handle more problems. But when it, in the beginning, those problems are everything. When you have more money, there's more small problems. And you can solve them easier and... Stuff like that, but and it opens, it's always a grind, bro. You never stop. It opens doors because I'm actually like me and my partner. We're looking to we're looking at a property tomorrow. I was gonna tell you we're looking at an auto warehouse. Mm-hmm. They want like three k a month, and it's a little steep um, for just this operation. But if you open your blinders up to what else you could do with that property, we're right. looking to you know do some sh- like short term storage rentals. This is an acre lot, so if I can if I can reduce the overhead by fifty percent, I can get to where I need to be for uh, the refinishing business. We could potentially hold U-Hauls. Make that build a yeah, pay for itself. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's that's another thing that, that getting into an industry like this does is it opens up your mind to making money. Right. You know what I mean? That if you're if you're if you're someone who's just an employee right now, um, and you need to get started, this this is a transition because you could do refinishing on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't even have to go full in, full send, like quit your job. You could refinish two tubs on the weekend and collect more than you made the whole week as an employee. A lot of people will never take that leap, but it is crazy that this is an industry where, like, bro, the margins are crazy. On a tub, the margins are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, you, if you if you can go on Facebook and be like, I'll do a tub for 600 bucks, you're profiting, like, 450 of that. Easy. Easy. More than that, really. I mean, yeah. if, if yeah. you look at the – if you ever put an algorithm together of your material costs and gas mm-hmm. and personal time, um, you know, you stretch that – you stretch that kit out to – yeah, make some, a lot of some money. people say 10 tubs, you know, it depends on what you're doing, but a lot of them, you're yeah. going to turn that $300 kit or that $400 kit into three or four or $5,000. Mm-hmm. That's crazy numbers. Man. Yeah. And if you get a tub in tile, say oh, less, yeah. bro. That's a yeah. good day right there. Exactly. That's two more hours of work. Yeah, we've had Just good days. Doubled it in the revenue. Beautiful day in Atlanta. And Atlanta's a cool city, you know. Uh, beautiful day in Atlanta. We've went and did a $2,000 day 
on just a, a bathtub and a shower. Yep. We're off by one. Yep. And now we're, ch- I mean, them day, it's like, yep. that's how cool our job is. That's that, you know I mean? that upsell too, man. Like you get in for one bathtub, but you're able to sell those counters. And then like with the cabinets, you can sell that. Next thing you know, you're doing, I like to call it the whole re, the ho- uh, whole home refinish. Right, right. Do the cabinets, the counters, all yeah, sh- yeah, all yeah, the showers, yeah, every tub come out. The light renovation. <laughs> a project could turn into $9,000 quick. You guys, uh, do you guys do like any like uh, home shows or anything like that for advertising? Do you guys have, have you guys ever gone to like a convention or anything like that? So um, I was going to hit one this year in Las Vegas. Okay. I thought it was for cabinet refinishing. It was for woodworking. Mm-hmm. So I said no. Yeah. And then I found out that the cabinet refinishing was in there somewhere, too. Uh, so I didn't go because I didn't know. Okay. Um, right now, man, it's just uh, I'm pulling up. We just came from Houston to uh, Luis Jossel at Elite Fine Finish. Mm-hmm. Him and Matt that are over there. Okay. They uh, distribute Renner products and Apollo and Tritech. Yeah. They started off refinishing. And, man, they, they got a nice operation over there. Yeah. Um, him, Shane Woods from the Fine Finish Institute in Houston, Texas. Um, you know, uh, Alan Barra out there in Chattanooga. Barra, um, Barra Cabinet Refinishing, man. Check him out, man. Okay. Yep. Um, this guy really knows his stuff when it comes to cabinet refinishing. So I've been pulling up on these guys. I would like to talk to people like that and see how they scale the, the wood refinishing game to where it's volume. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got the residential shit down, but I would like to take it to, like, I did this headboard project. That's my first dabbling in the in the wood refinishing realm of commercial work. I want to learn how to get these reoccurring accounts. Like, I, I went on a, I went on an appointment yesterday with a, a new construction builder to be his uh, go-to cabinet refinisher for all his new construction homes for custom colors and stuff like that. Um Trying to sustain a business, an industry like this is like, how do we get recurring work? Because if you have to generate a sale every time you want to make some money, that's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Right? So if we can build some accounts, like multifamily accounts. Multifamily is good. Um, but even out, outside of multifamily, because what we've learned in multifamily is they don't want to pay. You know what I mean? Like, you get in apartment complexes, you're, especially with the cabinet game, you know how much work it is. You're not trying to do mo- apartment complex cabinets. They're going to they're gonna want garbage, and it's just a pain in the butt. And, and um, depending on – see. My experience in multifamily has been, I can honestly stand on 20 plus years in the business. Oh, that's, that's like a magic number. So people say, I've been in 20 years. I've really been in it 20 years, 20 yeah. plus years. Um, I've, I learned from great guys, the bureaucratic red tape, the politics, everything about that business. It's a fickle business, bro. And one thing you have to understand is once the bathtub guys get as big as it's going to get to where you guys are triple this size here, in these apartment complexes, man, they won't even, their work ethic anymore is not even relevant. It's if they like you, you show up, you do a job. Because like you said about your, your dad and uncle back then, they didn't care. We're here to flip this, get them to sign that lease, and then that's it. Yeah. Right? So you don't have to come in with the mentality that you are the best person, the best best refinisher in Orlando, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Right? Um, you come in to sell a product. It works for both of you guys. And now you guys are like, uh, Rory Atkins out there in um, uh, Die Masters in Atlanta or Danny Garcia for Alliance, right? Now you got 40, 50, 60 guys working for you, 600 properties, and you're doing millions. Bro, branding, branding yourself, you're branding. The moment you, sh- you shake a hand, you're branding, bro. It's like the presentation that people, how they perceive you. That's everything. How they perceive you online, how they perceive you in person, on the phone. That shit is a million times more important than the finish. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I've said it a million times. 
Explore the prettiest fucking tub in the world. If nobody knows who you are, they don't give a fuck. Nobody cares. That's why a lot of these fucking people on those groups get mad when I'm like, what are you guys talking about here? These fucking paint refills and shit? It's like none of that matters. My brother in San Antonio, Renee Perez, love him to death, man. Every day he calls me. There ain't no work here, bro. That's why I ain't doing There's no work here. Go out and get it, bro. There's plenty of work there. They don't know who you are, bro. You understand? Like yep. you just said, you can spray a tub and you think you're the best, but they, nobody knows you. We've been told that Florida is one of the hardest markets in the state, in the country, I mean. Like, I guess we have so much competition here in the refinishing yeah. industry. Yeah, and, like, I, I think sometimes, well, shit, what if we went to a state like fucking Oklahoma or some shit and just took that whole thing oh, over? You mean, bro? Yeah, I got a phone call not too many years ago, a guy named Chris Lindsay out in uh, um, West Monroe, Louisiana. He says, hey, Ruben, uh, there's a, a, a lady out here who's a manager of an apartment complex. They don't have a, a, a resurfacer, a refinisher, within 350 miles. Crazy. So for an apartment complex, they were willing to pay me $800 a tub and surround. We got like 15 competitors within 50 miles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Atlanta's the same way. This shit is crazy out here. And the, the thing is, all the ones around here, bro, they're all sketch, bro. Like they don't, they don't want to talk about anything. You know, like, I don't know. It's weird, bro. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, if I'm too busy, I'm like, yo, call this person. I'll never get it back. Right. Like, or they'll never call and be like, yo, thank you, or text. Well, this is the thing, too, like you were saying earlier. Um, their mind frame is not there. Right. Yeah. You just said, oh, you can, a couple thousand dollars, get a turbine, a gun, some tarps, yep. go to work. Yep. And that's what they think is running a business. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the start of it. You got to perfect the craft. Then you got to be a good businessman. Yeah, that's then you is. got to care about your, your work. Yep. Yep. If you're just in it to get a big screen TV at the end of the week, you're not going to last. And what you're doing is you're hurting the industry, you're hurting us. Yeah. So we need to hurry up and get you out the way. And, yeah. and there's also a lot of people who are very successful in business, and they think that they think that the secret sauce is the work. The secret, bro, the work is part of it. Obviously, there's a right way to do it. There's a wrong way to do it. That's really what it is. It's black and white. Because I like, you know, if a tub's fucked, if it has runs, if it's rough, if it looks like shit, and if it's glossy, if it's smooth, it's a bathtub, bro. But the difference is, like, some people think that their process of doing the tub is like the secret. It's like, no, motherfucker, they don't even understand that it's them. Right. It's how you present yourself. It's the level of professionalism. It's your, your fucking, how you appear online, everything. everything. You're branding 24-7. You don't even realize it. You don't even know why you're successful. Yeah, you're vernacular. Mm-hmm. You show up and, if you know, I had a customer the other day. I uh, took, well, I don't want to say I, I did take the job from a, a guy that I know, right, because he sent his technician out there. And this technician, even though I know he can spray a tub, becomes, um, Dingy, mm-hmm. yeah. bunch of trash all in the the, the, the you know, by the window, the dashboard yeah. of, the, of the truck, right? All of that in the optics just says resonates a bad job, yep. right? It's going to be a bad job because he's he looks dingy, yeah. right? And then uh, his vernacular, like I said, he couldn't. Um, his sales pitch was weak. He didn't really know anything. He's just, hey man, I'm just here to spray the tub. Yeah, a homeowner that's not going to fly with him, right? Mm-hmm. So you know they called me. I went out. The gentleman was like, when I was finished, I got the check. He was like, you explained it so well. That's why I felt comfortable just going strict with you. And you were two times higher than they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so uh, that's a that's a And it justified your price. Too. Definitely. Yeah. Like, that's what he paid for. He paid for, like, a service from start to finish. That's right. That's what it is. Just the, just the refinish itself. Yeah, bro. Just spraying a tub. I could just spray a tub. I'll go get a can of Rustolium right now. That's what it sounds like. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and honestly, I'm just it, doing that. It feels yeah. good, man. 
it feels good to know like like when you when you're that guy like i i honestly enjoy it when i when i get when i talk to a customer and they're like they're complimenting us and making me feel like i'm the man and we handled it like it's not just about the money the the achievement factor that some of these people just don't ever get to feel man and they will call you back that's, yeah. a, that's a fact as i'm sitting here right now on this podcast which is super dope by the way a lady <laughs> a lady from thumbtack she picked me only I called her the other day. She said, oh, sorry, you didn't hit me back, which I did. Yeah. And she was like, uh, I'm already in a contract with another guy. He was cheaper to you, by the way. I said, okay, it's fine. She just texted me. She said, <laughs> she said, Ruben, you know, it fell through. Yeah. Can you please give me a call? Yeah. And it was more than likely because the guy showed up with a paintbrush and a roller. Yep. He was like, I'm here for your cabinets. And yep. she was like, nah. You know, um, with, with what we do for a living, Resale value is always going to be on the, the homeowner's mind. Yep. The kitchen is the most important part of the house. Yep. Right? Um, Second is the bathroom. Bathroom, period. Yeah, kitchens then, and Then it's going to be the houses. master, the basement, the curb appeal, but these things, right? And so it, they, they understand this. So when guys show up, and they're already super uh, worried about sketchy contractors anyway, we're yeah. running off with deposits and yep. all this other stuff they, that I hear these you know, horror Everyone's stories got the horror that. stories right. of the contractors. And so, but you know, that's another thing is that you know the kitchen and the bath. We come in, we present it the right way, we educate the customer, we get the job. It's gonna keep coming. Yep. And, and like I said, it feels good, man. When you a real pro. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it feels good. Like when you show up, like when me and my guys show up, they, I could I could see it in my guys' face. Like when they, they take pride when they show up, and we just get to work, um, like. The, the customer's, like, impressed. Yeah. You just show up. Nobody's talking nonsense. We're not blasting music in your kitchen. Exactly. Everyone shut the hell up and start prepping. Exactly. And it's, like, three or four motherfuckers in one kitchen just taping the shit out of everything. <laughs> the customer immediately is like, all right, I'm going to go That's chill because they, they right. already they know what's the up. Prep. They're like, you yeah. guys know what you're doing. We have an entire setup. It's like you, our tools are in order. Our toolbox is in order. With all of our materials laid out. Um, and then the guys are showing up. And I let my guys talk. Like, I'll be there sometimes. Sometimes I'm not there at all. And I'll just... And I, and I know my, my two main guys, I'm like, talk to the customer, man. Let them know what we're about to do. Explain yourself. Let them. And I, before we get there, I tell them, make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I right. said, like, I was like, this is, our, this is how we eat. This is not how Jonathan eats. This is how we eat. And you're like, in protect this company. You're in someone's home. Yeah, and, and have respect. to be comfortable with you being there. And I watch it, too. Like, like my guys get tips, like fat tips. But, like, Angel, one of my texts, Angel, he'll go and get a $100 tip, bro. He just doubled his whole pay in one exactly. day, like because the, the the software we use to get paid, it allows them to submit tips. Okay, and so like I'll just be I'll see I'll send the invoice out. He'd be like send invoice. I'll send it out, and it'd be like sixty dollars, eighty dollars. Do you mind uh, mentioning what you what? Yeah, we use a software called Jobber. Jobber. Yeah, okay. it's a it's a service based uh, invoicing quoting. I mean, it's phenomenal, bro. We tell everyone about. They it. They added a bunch of shit. It's like a legit CRM now. Yeah, because before it was like. You could manage customers, and they had some stuff, but like they just added job costing yeah, down job to the fucking costing. penny. I'm able to. Great. We offer financing, hundred percent financing on our projects Bro, through that. I have sold some fucking fat jobs, five, six thousand dollar bathroom refinishing work because of the financing. Of course, yep. Financing uh, gives us two way text, so like my technicians on the way to their job. Through right. the software, can text the customer when they're on their way from like a neutral number too. Yeah, it's so. not going to their personal phone. It's going all through an app. Um, quoting, uh, signatures, taking the uh, deposits and holding cards on file and shit, which I always do. Everything is streamlined under one platform. It's like 
QuickBooks and House Call Pro had a baby. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. And then yeah. it integrates with QuickBooks. So, like, I have an accountant who I have my QuickBooks profile. He manages my QuickBooks, but all invoicing integrates into QuickBooks. Then he goes to QuickBooks and then drafts up our P&Ls and all that shit. Um, but what I like about Jobber the most is that um, everything is streamlined for my guys. So I, I, I can show you. I'll just show you a, a project, right? So this is a kitchen we're going to start next week. And you can see it, everything's line itemized. So that's what my technician sees before he shows up. So, like, for someone like your son who's independent, you could put every single detail right there. and he Pictures, just, There's everything. no questions on what he's getting himself involved with. You could add custom fields. So, like, if, if you might use, like, two different kinds of products for your cabinets, depending on the price, you could put that they're going to spray rent or spray something else. Like you could you could add your own fields to it. If you pay hourly, you can they can timestamp on there. So when yep. they get on site, they start their timer. Yep. And you know exactly how long they worked on site. And then you can you can calculate their hours through that. Two way text with a customer. So like so how the two way text feature works is if you press this little icon up here, right? You can send them you can go like a quick message, send on my way, and it's just quick boom. You don't have to sit at you're driving, you just click two buttons. Or if it's a if it's an actual custom message, you need to talk to the customer. Right there, every quote is sent directly to their phone, so they don't have to open an email. They just open a text. It's a hyperlink. They submit deposit through that. It's recorded. Invoice at the end, residual balance. You can keep their card on file. So I require, we, we, we require deposits. Yeah. Um, and we keep their card on file in case they don't want to pay. So yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, that it streamlines all that. Or it, it, really, for me, it's more about no-shows. I hate that. Yeah, I, it's a small commitment. You know yeah, what I mean? It, it makes them second-guess it. And if someone's not willing to put down a fucking card, then they're not ready to buy. Exactly. You know, and they hand their fucking card to a teenager at McDonald's, bro. Why would they hand could, it to you? You can right. allocate, like, when you start getting more technicians, you might not want all your technicians to see the entire calendar, right? So, like, if you got a guy, especially when they're commission-based, if one guy's working on a bigger project versus another guy, you can you can attach a team member by project. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So and like, then on their end, they only see they their only schedule. They only see that. And then you can manage rights. So they might not, if you don't want them to see no numbers at all, they'll only see the line item and yep. what they need to do, but they don't get to see how but, much you're charging. Because mm-hmm. that's sometimes you don't want to trust people like that. Let them know exactly how much you're charging. Um, yep. Yeah, I think we, we, we love it. Um, he uses it for bathtub guys. We use it for perfect surface and for bathtub guys of Tampa. Mm-hmm. All the same, and we were able to use. They have a franchise option, so because we partner with Bathtub Guys, uh, Bathtub Guys, he has access to Bathtub Guys of Tampa's calendar. So when we like when he's scheduling for big projects, he can reflect on our calendar, and and take that into consideration if he has a big hotel. And it, it's a, it's just able to streamline everything, and that's right. it's built confidence in my team too because like they can they can look from a week ahead. They're at home checking. Like, they know what they got coming up next week. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, shit, all right, I got a tub and tile today. Oh, yeah, shit, I got an easy day tell tomorrow. You, um, we've had situations where I'm doing so much, mm-hmm. wearing all the hats, man, and I'm spraying. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't send him all the information because I get sidetracked. Yep. And then he doesn't do something on the job. And I'm like, bro, yep. what are you doing? Yep. And he's like, hey, man, I don't, I don't have it. What am I supposed to be, a mind reader? It's hard, bro. You know, I so, I so, yeah, me, things like that, you know, make sense. We still slip up. You know, it happens, but it does help. Way less. Yeah, way right. less now. Because before this, what were, what were you using? I was using Square. Square, and I think what was I, I was using one of the free I didn't, I didn't like online. Square because the companion app for, like, the text would, like, show them everyone's schedule. 
And then it's like, oh, why am I not working today? Right. Or that job is big enough. Why don't you send me? It's like, bro, don't fucking worry about it. You signed but, up for what you're doing. Don't exactly. worry about nobody else. Yeah, and it, um, it's expensive, though. That's the one thing. Yeah, yeah it's like we're paying like 360 a month okay. just for this software. Um, but it tracks everything, man. It gives you, fi- it, it gives you reports. So we can run our revenue. Like, a, like press a button and it's going to report all your revenue for the month. And, we and can reflect it, it has its own payment system built into. Yeah. So, like, you know, you don't have to go through Stripe or some shit or do Square credit cards. You take them right there. Now, on the, uh, excuse me, on the um, financing side, how does that work? Um, so it's a third party a company called WiseTac. Okay. So they, they specialize in, like, um, like, renovations for houses. Uh, and they partnered with Jobber. So on when you send them a quote on the bottom right, it says you can finance. And then based off average credit, this is about what the payments would be. And then someone could do a quick application, get pre-approved, lock in the financing. You get paid right away. So as soon as the job is done, you mark it complete. It tells them, hey, did they do the job? Yes. Finance. They release the funds. To they you. release the funds to you. You get paid. They deal with the financing company. Yeah, so you don't have to deal with any like they got to get pre-approved. You're not involved with it. There's that. no oh, minimums yeah, that's, either. That's and how it works is they attach it to the quote. Yep. So like, and I can send you a mock quote before you leave. I'll get your phone number and I'll send you a quick mock quote and you'll see how it comes up. But when it comes up at the end, at the bottom, it comes financing available. Blah blah. blah. It's a little li- a button they could push. They push that button and they go through all the process of submitting their information, their social, da da da. The bank gives them the offer. Mm-hmm. And it gives them the percentage and their payouts, and they either uh, accept it or not. And if they accept it, you'll get a notification that this person is qualified for financing. They'll hit you up, you approve it, and then book the book the job. And then the only thing it doesn't do is it doesn't finance deposits. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to require a deposit, they'll have to either pay that out cash, or you'll have to finance the whole thing, and then you'll have to you know do the project without a deposit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some people use the deposit feature when they're financing as like a because they do charge a fee to finance. It's almost the same percentage as like a credit card transaction. But I mean, like some people will add like an extra fee to finance because you, you know, they're charging you, you charge them, but you don't have to do it like that. I don't do it like, Oh, and um, one thing I found interesting you said was that they protect you against uh, credit card cancellations. Oh yeah. So Jobber. He, he had a customer yeah. that tried to cancel a payment through I a credit card too. and Jobber actually, they bro, they, so when you send them a quote, you can make it uh, require a signature and you could put your terms on there. So I put payment, you know, payment full, uh, due in full upon completion, whatever, whatever. Um, and, you know, that the work is satisfactory and they sign it. So he was complaining his chargeback was because he said that the, the quality of the job wasn't right. And then when he sent that job, automatically sent him the fucking thing. And his bank sided with us because he approved the job and he signed it. He signed the quote, but he also signed the, the invoice after it was paid already. So he acknowledged two times that the job was fine. But didn't Jobber front you the capital? They did. They gave me the money back right away while it was being, being disputed. Yeah. And then, in like, so the moment you dispute it, they give you the money back. And then if everything's good, you keep it. If for whatever reason, they just take it back. And another thing it opened up for me was they, they track your revenue, right? So you're processing all your invoices. So they're seeing if you're a successful company or not. They, they, offered me multiple lines of finance of um, working capital loans. So I was able to take out a $20,000 working capital loan based off of our performance through Jobber. It's like a prequal. So like instead of me having to go find a, a creditor and, and go through that process of proving our income, 
they just took it right off of our invoice and they were like hey we'll give you 20k right now i said click shit hit my bank yep and then they what they do is they they take 20 percent of your invoices to pay you back yeah so so i you know you got to be smart you know obviously you don't take that if you're not can't handle it but you it's automated automatically deducted from each invoice 20 percent of that invoice is going to get paid towards repaying that debt with a fixed interest rate um, and it, it worked for me because I needed to finance some big projects. So I, you know, and as long as you make sure that the numbers are, are, are adding up, you should be able to afford because you should have working capital in the bank. So if you're losing 20% of your income coming in, I look at it as like, as long as that money's sitting in that account, I don't need it to come in mm-hmm. type of thing. But it, it opens doors, man, because when I first started, I couldn't afford to take a, a net 30 payout on a big project. Like when, when you're working with commercial properties, they don't want to pay you for a fucking month. You know what I mean? You're upfronting all these costs. You need that, those options, and that, and it gave us that option. That's great, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good system. We've we've been an hour on this one. Yeah, it's we're, crazy. We're, we're flowing, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, you guys have any other questions or anything? Man, not really, man. And this uh, just your platform, and the opportunity, and hit me up, man. It's yeah, thank really you for amazing, coming, man. guys. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, they, man. Drove, they drove all the way here this morning from Georgia, man. Yeah. yeah. What's your excuse, Thunder? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that bad. Seven hours, but we, we made yeah, it. Yeah, we appreciate you coming out, though. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's fun. It's always fun to talk to other people in the industry. And, like, you guys, like, it's, bro, we're all trying. We're all, like, trying to improve and get better, bro. Right. So. Yeah, we're peers, man. Like, yeah, this, is, this is how you have to talk. Like, you know, everyone has their peer group and other entrepreneurs in the industry is our peer group. So if we're not talking to each other and getting the scoop on things, then we're not getting better. Exactly. Not getting up the motivation when we get back to Atlanta. Hell yeah. Gotta hit it hard, bro. And we get motivated every time someone comes on, we're like, we gotta turn it up, bro. Because, <laughs> you know, it's the, you go through the day-to-day grind. You can get, lose sight. Yeah. Yo, sometimes these little talks they help, spark man. that interest, man. We like, I like coming out here. I drive all, I drive an hour and a half to get out here just for these episodes, too. And you're in Tampa. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I'd be going over there to go to Cigar Labs to just talk shit. Yeah, he comes. We're talking business, bro. That's oh, exactly. Yeah, we smoke cigars, talk business. He brings his girl. We chill with my family. and But it's always talking about business. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we're taking it to the next level. And you guys are too, bro. So I'm going to go ahead and end it here. And we're, you know, we'll uh, see you guys soon. All right, man. Peace out. Later. <laughs> That's funny. You've been listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to keep up with the Bathtub Guys on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Or visit bathtubguys.com for more. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.